Welcome to the APS Soup to Nuts podcast, where we explore uh, topics in greater depth that we think that the APS community will uh, find interesting. I'm David Sawyer, Superintendent of Schools, and today's topic we'll be talking about Blue Pride Night. Uh, to help me with this, we our guest today is Bill Rooney, Principal of Attleboro High School. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate you having me here today and excited to uh, talk about Blue Pride Night and all things AHS. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, so, Bill, I, I thought we'd start by just uh, exploring a little bit about yourself, and uh, I, I'd like to start by asking uh, where are you from and how'd you get into education? Well, uh, as you might be able to decipher from my accent, I'm not a native New Englander. I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, I chose education at a very young age because uh, my father uh, was a career educator, uh, my mother was a school nurse, uh, and I saw the impact that they had on young people. Um, and um, unfortunately, my father passed away um, when I was 14 years old, um, and I, I've had it as a lifelong commitment to want to follow in his footsteps. Well, that's very nice. So what brought you up here, though? Well, um, I had been um, a math teacher, a coach, uh, a dean of students and an assistant principal um, at Bishop England High School um, down in Charleston. Uh, I went there right after I graduated uh, from Clemson University. And uh, back in 2006, I had the opportunity to um, bring my family up here um, and become principal at Bishop Fian High School in Attleboro. And uh, that was a, a wonderful opportunity for me and for my family. Um, and uh, you know, as a part of that move, I wanted to be as plugged into the community as possible. Uh, so we chose to uh, live right here in the city of Attleboro. Makes sense to me. So when did you make the the move to Attleboro High School? Um, in 2012, uh, my oldest daughter, Mary Catherine, um, was graduating from Fian. And uh, I saw the opportunity not only um, as a resident of the city of Attleboro, um, but as someone who uh, wanted to really come full circle with following in my father's footsteps uh, to be able to join um, a community school um, with uh, very diverse um, backgrounds and, um, you know, be an even more integral part of uh, the good work that was being done already um, in the Attleboro Public Schools. So what's it like to be the principal of what we like to call the flagship of the district? Well, um, it's, uh, it, it's extremely enjoyable. It's very rewarding. Um, you know, we are the uh, kind of the city that never sleeps. Uh, there are things that are going on here constantly, um, you know, at night, through the weekends. Uh, I'm very blessed uh, to have the support um, from your office as well as um, from the school committee. Uh, but we also have, you know, a fabulous team at the high school um, that really makes things go. So um, it provides a nice opportunity for me um, to, you know, be able to kind of spread my leadership abilities um, into, you know, several different realms. And uh, again, um, you know, I'm now into year seven and uh, uh, I couldn't be happier. Thank you. So <clears throat> in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll be hosting our annual Blue Pride Night um, at Attleboro High School. And uh, I've asked you in today because I think our listeners would like to learn more about uh, what that event's about. Well, Blue Pride Night is, is a longstanding tradition um, at AHS, and um, it's an opportunity uh, primarily for our middle school families um, 
primarily grades seven and eight, but really for anyone in the community, whether they are um, residents, alumni, elected officials, anyone that um, wants to come and witness the wonderful things that we have to offer at AHS, um, they have the opportunity to see many of those things on Blue Pride Night. Uh, it is a, uh, it's a, a showcase of sorts um, and an open house. You know, there's no formal program to it or anything like that. Um, you can drop in anytime between 6 and 8 p.m. Um, and see the wonderful things that are going on. So this is a real way for the school to promote um, what it has to offer for prospective students. Absolutely, Dave. I mean, I think what we really want to accomplish is, since the primary audience is um, students that are in grades 7 and 8, we want them and their families to be able to see, um, you know, much like uh, you mentioned in your opening remarks, we want them to see the soup to nuts aspects of Attleboro High School. We want them to see the, uh, the uh, strong academic program. Um, that's been recognized nationally by the Washington Post um, and as recently uh, by U.S. News and World Report, uh, but it also has a, a breadth and depth enough about it um, and an inclusivity um, that really uh, almost everyone can find success. Uh, but also, uh, you know, we have, um, a, as a comprehensive high school, we have 12 vocational programs in our CTE department. Uh, for those that are just joining in, um, that's our career and technical education offerings. And um, that adds a, a whole nother level of relevance and project-based learning um, to the offerings at Attleboro High School um, under that academic umbrella. Uh, but then also, you know, I think uh, what I, I know that they will experience is a really strong sense of school culture. Uh, and they'll also be able to see um, the wealth of um, extracurricular offerings that we have performing arts, um, two-dimensional art, three-dimensional art, animation. Uh, they'll be able to meet with uh, representatives from student government, the various clubs that we have, um, and uh, as well as our athletic offerings. Um, each of our athletic teams will have a table as well so that if someone's interested um, in determining you know, what the sign-up process is or the tryout procedures are, they'll be able to get information that night as well. So it seems that Blue Pride Night <clears throat> really is intended to help answer the question uh, for parents, you know, why AHS? And it seems that you've outlined uh, some pretty compelling reasons uh, why parents should uh, really strongly consider sending their, their, their children uh, to our high school. So I, I, I'd like to kind of uh, dive in a bit more into some of the things that you just brought up. Uh, I think there's some, uh, some, some really interesting ground there. Um, you've started with academics. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about the academics at Attleboro High School? Yeah, obviously, you know, um, we are a school first and foremost. Um, and as I mentioned, um, you know, the, the, the passion um, and the performance that uh, both our teachers and our students um, bring to the academic realm um, has brought us national recognition. Uh, but that's, you know, that's not why we do things. I mean, the reason why we do things is we're trying to produce um, students that are prepared uh, for whatever pathway they choose when they come out of Attleboro High School. Um, many of our students go to college, uh, but college is not for everyone. So uh, we also have a lot of students that go directly into the workforce because they have been prepared through our CTE programs. Uh, but we also have a lot of students that are passionate about serving our country through the military. So, you know, I, I think that 
you, you can look at several aspects of the academic program here at the high school um, as, as a compelling case for um, why you, uh, you as a family would want to choose AHS. I, I think you could start with uh, the, the, the breadth of academic pla uh, advanced placement offerings that we have through College Board. Um, probably have uh, just as many, if not more, AP courses um, than many other schools. Um, we also have um, so many different electives, electives that I really feel um, can um, tease out the passion um, that a student might have um, and, and make them more engaged in their learning, uh, whether that be through, um, you know, multimedia, uh, animation, uh, whether it could be, you know, uh, a particular um, English language arts course like um, Gothic literature or uh, sports and society. We, uh, we're we're um, very proud of, of some different pathways that we have to be engaged with our community as well. Some of our upperclassmen um, take courses in science and public policy. Uh, we have a 2030 project course, which is modeled after the uh, goals of the United Nations uh, for the year 2030. Uh, we have an experiential learning program, and um, our government course um, is very hands-on from the standpoint of working with city leaders. I can remember <clears throat> when I was a classroom teacher that uh, the question, you know, students would often ask, you know, why do we need to know this? Why do we need to learn this? And it really sounds like the high school um, has embraced the district's initiative around relevance in trying to deliver learning experiences that students uh, will see value in. Uh, that, that sounds really exciting. It is. Uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, with the fact that we're going to open a new high school um, in the year 2022, um, we wanted to get ahead of the um, opportunities that are going to exist in a new building uh, by incorporating as much project-based learning as possible. Um, and you and I, Dave, were both part of um, visioning sessions with students, teachers, community leaders, um, elected officials, public safety officials, uh, and, um, you know, th those visioning sessions to be able to set the tone for the new high school really validated um, that, that relevant approach to learning. Yeah, good work going on and a lot to look forward to. Absolutely. So, Bill, you, you mentioned that Attleboro High School is a comprehensive high school. And you touched on the CT programming and a couple of things you've already said. Could you uh, explain what that word comprehensive means to our listeners who might not be familiar with the concept? Right. Um, there are basically three different types of high schools in the Commonwealth. Um, you have your, your standard high school that, um, you know, students go for general education courses or they receive special education services. Um, and those are, you know, depending on the community in which you live, those are great opportunities. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you have uh, regional schools where um, they are, um, you know, almost purely vocational. Um, students um, really are immersed in, um, in a particular program in which they are enrolled. And then in the middle uh, is where Attleboro High School is, which in my opinion is kind of the best of both worlds. As a comprehensive high school, we have the full-scale academic program that you and I have already discussed. Uh, but we also have um, currently 12, but eventually 16 vocational programs um, that students can take in concert with their advanced placement courses, their world language courses, uh, to be able to market themselves um, to a greater extent to colleges, 
um, or uh, to employers in the workforce. So <clears throat> it sounds like uh, we're adding four new programs uh, as part of the new building. Uh, what are those four programs? So the four new programs uh, will be robotics, which is going to dovetail very nicely with our thriving engineering program. Then we're going to also incorporate uh, HVAC. Um, and again, HVAC with you know, heating and air conditioning and ventilation um, works perfectly with uh, two of our existing programs, uh, plumbing and welding. Uh, so those are skills that um, not only uh, when a student goes into HVAC, they will receive training, preparation, and potentially even a certificate that helps them uh, when they move on beyond the walls of Attleboro High School. But they'll also be able to collaborate with future plumbers, uh, future welders, uh, and to be able to get a better sense of how to be uh, a better teammate in some of those uh, situations. Um, we're adding uh, cosmetology as well. And as a part of the new building, you and I um, you know, have been able to collaborate uh, with um, members of the school building committee, um, as well as our design team, uh, to, to create a CTE mall that will be open to uh, members of the community to come in and utilize the services through culinary, through graphic design, uh, and also through cosmetology. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the fourth one is dental assisting. And, uh, you know, as you and I both know, people are always going to need work done on their teeth. Mm. And uh, so uh, we're really excited about the connections to that. Um, we have a, uh, a wonderful medical assisting program already that uh, is a two um, is a two teacher team and uh, they have a waiting list. So if you think about, uh, you know, if you think about the offerings that we currently have and um, what we will have once the school opens in 2022, uh, there's really something for everybody. Uh, Bill, you were talking a little bit about the design of the new building, and um, it, it reminded me about how geography had an impact on the current building with CTE. You know, as a classroom teacher, I remember being um, not particularly aware of the CTE programs at the high school. And, you know, CTE was sort of that world down at the bottom of the ramp that, uh, as a classroom teacher, I didn't venture into all that often. Um, right. So I'm curious, you know, has that relationship between the programs in the high school changed uh, in, over time? And how does the new building's design sort of reflect that change in the thinking about CT? So, um, you know, uh, under your leadership and, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in conjunction with the leadership of our um, CTE director, uh, we really have made strides in, you know, kind of breaking down that perception that CTE is down the ramp. Um, and I, I have to admit, I'm guilty sometimes of, you know, saying I'm headed down to CTE. Uh, there is a ramp there. So, I mean, I don't think that we're, you know, completely off base with that. Um, but, you know, uh, Dave, you and I have been on curriculum walks together where we've seen um, wonderful um, inclusive practices with um, our special education students that are um, in culinary uh, and being able to contribute to a thriving Blue Pride Bistro restaurant that we have. Um, but, you know, you also, um, you, know, you also can see on a regular basis collaborations between um, our engineering program and our math department. Um, we, uh, we're very fortunate that we have a cohort of eighth grade math students who come here to the high school um, for the first block of the day to take algebra. 
And um, as a part of them immersing themselves into the culture of the high school, uh, for the past couple of years, they've done a unit um, down in our uh, engineering program so that, um, you know, these students that are already very bright and have shown uh, an aptitude for um, mathematical abilities are seeing ways that they can capitalize on that strength. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember um, in my own high school days, uh, you know, vocational education was an alternative to academic education. But when you talk about programs like robotics and engineering, I mean, those are pretty academic fields. So it seems like um, the state's concept of, of vocational technical education has, has shifted with time as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, the, we're very fortunate that the state came to the table to, you know, provide us with a significant amount of funding for this new building. Uh, but I also think that uh, when you look at the footprint of this new building, the, we're, we're, we're getting a, a very apples-to-apples apples comparison in terms of square footage, but in terms of the actual you know, sprawling campus that you know, we currently have to navigate and students you know, literally sprinting to get to you know, one end of the building to the other uh, within that five minutes, it's going to be a much more compact footprint now, and, and um, that's going to make things more comfortable for students, but it's also going to allow for a greater level of, of collaboration. I'm really excited about the um, maker space that's going to be um, you know, the focal point of um, our cafeteria so that as students are at lunch, they'll be able to see um, things that are going on in the maker space that are not only a, a result of um, our CTE programs, but also potentially a geometry class that is working with a plumbing class to study the importance of angles and, and uh, you know, trigonometry um, as a part of not only um, you know, why you need to pass the MCAS test, but also how it can benefit you in the real world. Um, to shift gears here, Bill, you mentioned that uh, Attleboro High School is the city that never sleeps. And um, certainly some of that is attributable to the fact that it's a community resource and it's used by many organizations um, as a place to do various activities. But it seems to me that quite a bit of the activity after school is devoted to those extracurriculars that you referred to. So could you tell us a little bit more about uh, all the things that students have available to them after the school day? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know where to begin, so I'll probably just begin with, you know, uh, a, a program that is, you know, very near and dear to my heart um, because it's, you know, it's right outside of my office. My own uh, uh, student, my own children have participated in it and have loved it, um, and that's uh, our two-dimensional and three-dimensional art programs. Um, so, uh, you know, as a part of our graduation requirements, students are going to be exposed to art classes. Uh, but, you know, to see the number of students who come Thursdays after school for art club. Uh, but then I also think about, um, you know, some of our in inclusive offerings, whether it be um, Special Olympics, Best Buddies. Um, we are, um, you know, we're starting to really develop our unified athletics program. Last year we started with unified track. Um, this year, um, we're having a lot of excitement with uh, unified basketball. But then, you know, uh, our theater program uh, and our music program uh, is, is gaining a lot of momentum through the past few years. Uh, and then, you know, from, from an athletic standpoint, uh, we participate in the Hockamock League, which is uh, one of the premier leagues, uh, not only in Massachusetts, but in New England. So a lot of our student athletes, um, you know, get, get looks at potentially participating um, on the college level. And 
um, I know that extracurriculars are nice, but I mean, how does the school view the value of them in terms of the, the, the big picture? Well, you know, I think it, what it boils down to is, you know, skills like teamwork, collaboration, time management. Uh, you know, if, if you are in this building from 7.15 until 2 o'clock every day uh, and you have expectations of teachers um, who, uh, you know, again, have been recognized nationally in terms of uh, the curriculum that they deliver, but then you also um, are participating in, let's say, Skills USA, which is a, um, which is a club uh, based out of our uh, CTE program. And so you're here for another couple of hours, um, you know, sharpening your skills, no pun intended, in, in culinary. Um, or, you know, if you, if you are, uh, you know, one of the ensemble players in, in the uh, spring musical, by the time that you get home in the afternoon or the evening, you've got to make choices. You know, is it going to be video games or is it going to be, you know, the schoolwork that you're going to be held accountable for the following day? And... I would say that um, you know some students struggle with that through the continuum of ninth grade through twelfth grade, but as a part of you know um, our uh, assistance with their growth and I think you know with their family support, I think by the time that you know they get that diploma when they cross the stage, um, that you know many of them uh, that participate in extracurricular activities have learned a lot of valuable skills. Hmm. So it reinforces. Their academics in a positive way. Absolutely, and you know they are um, they are a privilege. So um, you know whether it's um, you know uh, no, no matter what the path is for extracurriculars, you don't you don't get there unless you're successful in the classroom first. So the the, the final sort of big uh, ticket item that you referenced in your your answer to my question why HS was school culture. So if you could tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I, th I think that our school culture um, is rooted in the fact that, you know, um, the mission and the vision of the Attleboro Public Schools um, is, you know, for us to ultimately become contributing members of our community, uh, but with an ultimate goal of improving our world. Um, and I think that, um, you know, it's, it's our responsibility, um, not only as educators, but specifically our staff at the high school, uh, you know, to develop young men and women who are responsible participants in society. Um, student voice is something that is extremely important to us. Um, we have, uh, through the last couple of years, had a yearly initiative, um, whether it be the year of the student experience, the year of student voice, this year is the year of student action, where, um, you know, we want students to understand that they have a responsibility to give back and contribute positively to their community. Um, some of the experiential learning um, offerings that I talked about before, whether it be um, 2030, whether it be government, uh, science public policy, um, the, the placements that take place through uh, the experiential learning in, in community leadership classes um, are putting our students uh, with community members that are not only developing those soft skills in terms of, you know, just um, communicating effectively, being on time, um, dressing properly in those particular environments, uh, but they also, um, you know, provide the high school with uh, a, a positive impression uh, throughout, throughout the city of Attleboro.
All right, so as we wrap this up today, Bill, I want to really shift gears and, and uh, talk parent to parent here. I know that uh, you are the, the proud dad of both a graduate and a current Attleboro High School student, and I have two middle schoolers, one who uh, will be joining you next fall. And so, again, father to father here, um, why should I feel good about uh, sending my children to Attleboro High School? Well, Dave, I, I've talked many times before, and typically this is um, when we have freshman welcome night or when I go out into our middle schools and encourage our students to um, come to Blue Pride Night. Um, I've, I've been blessed to be principal at two um, outstanding schools, and they both happen to be in the city of Attleboro. Um, my oldest daughter, as I mentioned, um, who happens to be a math teacher here at AHS, uh, was a graduate of Bishop Fian, um, and her younger sister uh, is a graduate of Attleboro High School. Um, both of them received very strong academic preparation. Uh, they both had wonderful opportunities to participate in extracurriculars. Uh, you know, they were well developed socially and emotionally. Um, when it came time senior year to apply for colleges. They both got into many of the same schools, and they both got into uh, the, the school that they, uh, that they had hoped that they would land. What I have noticed um, in the difference in their two experiences is that now that we are, you know, in, in, in my older daughter's case, six years out, uh, and in, in her um, younger sister's case, uh, almost four years out, the connection um, that... Um, my daughter who graduated from Attleboro High School has to AHS, uh, but more specifically, the staff members that she connected with at AHS um, is really strong. And I think that, you know, if, if you look at kind of a prevailing theme of what you and I have talked about today, it, it's preparation for uh, what the walls outside of Attleboro High School and um, the, the strong connections um, that were built um, with and, and still maintain today with staff members at AHS, whether it's leaning on leaning on them for letters of reference for uh, summer internships um, or just coming back on fall break and you know having a strong desire to get back into this building to see not to see Dad, <laughs> but to see uh, you know to see some of her former teachers and coaches um, is what really um, validates for me what we're doing in our Blue Pride community. Well, that's really encouraging to hear. Uh, you know, education is a, is a people business, and it is all about the relationships. And um, if we're going to have the kind of success, uh, sustained success uh, that this district is, is seeking, um, you know, we need those relationships to be the foundation of, of the, the, the hard work. Absolutely. And, you know, um, the you've talked many times before about how the experience in the Attleboro Public Schools is a pre-K through 12-plus um, journey. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just very proud to be the, the last stop um, in that journey. And we have a, we have a very um, high level of responsibility to, um, to create the, the, the best products that we possibly can. And I'm very grateful uh, for the opportunity to be a part of that. But I'm also very grateful for, um, you know, the support of our families uh, and the support of our community. Well, Families definitely uh, have a choice to make, and we respect that choice. But, Bill, I think you've made a, a, a pretty compelling case uh, for why Attleboro High School deserves real consideration 
Uh, I know that uh, my family looks forward to, to sending our kids uh, in the near future. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to thank you so much for joining me today and helping to explain a little bit about what Blue Pride Night is about and uh, uh, explaining for people who may not be able to make the event, uh, you know, what, what they would be missing as a result. Um, I'd like to thank you, our audience, uh, for joining us uh, for this episode, and we hope that uh, you'll be joining us again. This was the APS Soup to Nuts podcast. Uh, have a great day.